Well, our gospel reading this morning comes from the gospel according to St. Luke in the third chapter. John the Baptist came to the River Jordan and multitudes came to follow him to hear his words. And here's what he says. He says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits that befit repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these very stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the ax is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the multitudes then began to ask him, what then shall we do? And he answered them, he who has two coats, let him share with one with him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, teacher, what shall we do? And John the Baptist said to them, collect no more than is appointed to you. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what shall we do? And John the Baptist said to them, rob no one by violence or by false accusation and be content with your wages. And as the people were in expectation and all men questioned in their hearts concerning John, whether perhaps John were the Christ, John answered them, I baptize you with water. But he who is mightier than I is coming and the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This ends the reading of scripture. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord, from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, you know, these readings leading up to Christmas, they seem so unchristmassy. We're trying to get ready to prepare for the coming of God, and we do so in prayer and with beautiful hymns. And then we read in our assigned reading for this morning, John the Baptist, who says, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee the wrath to come? Doesn't seem like the spirit of Christmas, does it? It really seems more like the spirit of the age. But I think when we really look at this passage where John is telling people what to do, because people were coming to him, they were saying, we understand that we have to do something different, but tell us what to do. And they came to the River Jordan, they were baptized and they confessed their sins, but they wanted to know, how do we prepare for the coming of the Lord? In fact, some of them thought John was the coming of the Lord. He said, no, I'm not. There's somebody better than me. This is how you prepare. <laughs> how you prepare, he said, is if you have two coats and you see somebody with, has no coat, give one of your coats to that other person. If you find somebody who's hungry and you have food, share your food. If you have a job that involves dealing with the public, treat them honestly. You know, it's kind of interesting from when we remember a few weeks ago when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and, Jesus, and said, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus essentially said, uh, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and then come follow me. John wasn't going that far. John was actually saying, if you really want to find salvation, just live up. Now he's talking to Jews pre-Christ. Just live up to what the Bible teaches. If you find somebody in need, help them. If you have a job, do it honestly. 
and try to be content with what you have and not always being jealous of other people. When we talk about Advent, we're talking about preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ. And how do we do it? We do it by doing what Jesus taught us, but actually, as John points out, and Luke points out in this morning's gospel, what we've always been taught to do by our faith, by our Jewish faith, the antecedents to Christianity, press, press, I'm not even going to go into the wording there. We know what to do. We know what to do. We have to get over ourselves and we have to prepare ourselves to care about the people around us, not just our family and our friends who probably do have two coats, but all those we see who are in the midst of despair, in the midst of nothing. You know, there's probably never been a better year to take that to heart. Uh, we pick up the papers and every morning we say, well, there's too much money and not enough goods. It's not always true. We have people who have no coats and we have people who have enough money to buy lots of coats. The message of, of John the Baptist is make sure that you don't see anybody who's going cold this winter. Make sure that you don't see anybody who's hungry this winter. Make sure you don't see one, anyone in despair who needs a word of hope because we have the capacity to do that. The way we prepare for the coming of Christ is not to become different than we are, it's becoming more of who we already are. We have the capacity within us to make this Christ-filled world, not by preaching on corners, but by living the way Jesus taught us to do. And it doesn't, as I say, when you talk about broods of vipers, it doesn't really seem very Christmassy. But reaching out and helping one another and being generous and kind, those are the essence of Christianity, but they're also the essence of the preparation that we're asked to do. We're not asked to do things we can't. We're asked to do things that we can. And that is the good news. Thanks be to God. And would you join me in prayer? Our Lord, at this Christmas season of approaches, we do lift up our prayers for those who suffer. For those who are sick and in hospitals and nursing homes and struggling with COVID or other dread diseases, we offer our prayers. We offer our prayers for the hungry and for the homeless and for the victims of wars and natural disasters. And we ask, Lord, that you open our hearts that we may do what we can to help alleviate their suffering. We come to you with thanksgiving, Lord, for those who help, for the medical personnel in all of our institutions, well, here and around the world, we give you thanks. For the police officers and the firefighters who, and the utility workers and all those who actually put their own lives at risk to keep us safe, we offer our gifts of thanks. We thank you for our teachers and our farmers and our merchants, for all those who make our society go. Without them, we'd be poorer people, and we thank you for them. We pray for our president and for our governor and for the men and women in our armed forces. And we pray for one another as we remember the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you. Give each of you God's peace. Amen.